Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Tuesday night to you, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday, whatever it is. Thank you. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host, super producer and host Ryan Hickey is holding it down for us in New York City. I hope you're well and safe wherever you're at. Everybody listening on the free Odyssey app, people tuned in free on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158 for my folks putting up that bread for Sirius, and everybody listening on a smart speaker. All you got to do is ask it to play CBS Sports. The show gets started every weeknight at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And thank you for listening. It's really that simple. It ain't just me chatting, not just Ryan chatting. It's not just our guest chatting. The show's about you. If you want to holler at us, you can call up. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. So many many thoughts and opinions about uh, some of the current head coaches in the NFL, who doesn't have a job, who needs one, who's sticking around, who's going. And that that was a theme here in the first hour of the show. And quite frankly, this is that time of the year. NFL playoffs are underway. We've now advanced past the wild card round. We're moving towards the divisional round. Uh, We know what the matchups are going to be. And then we also know what additional head coaches are going to be on the hot seat now that we've had some eliminations. Mike McCarthy, as of now, is still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, We opened up the show last hour by, by talking about Nick Sirianni. You know, I think Nick Sirianni should stick around through the offseason. This is the first sign of adversity. I think that he should get another chance next year, and he should be on notice. I think it's it's pretty apparent. Ryan Hickey thinks that he's going to go ahead and, and be fired uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles or thinks that he should be. Uh, let's see what takes place there. We do know something that did happen. Uh, yesterday we all heard Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was asked about his job status following next season, And he had an interesting response to that. A matter of fact, let's take a listen to Mike Tomlin. After the Steelers were eliminated by the Buffalo Bills, Mike Tomlin faced a question about his future, and he just declined to answer. And he just walked away. 
Simple as that. It took him three seconds to go from the, the microphone on the stage to the door. He didn't even glare at the woman. He just, he looked, he was listening to her, and then he turned the second it sounded, hey, you got a year left, and he's just like, I know where this is going, and he left. Well, we did hear that Mike Tomlin spoke to his players and his coaches today and let them know that at minimum, next season he will be back to coach the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Mike Tomlin said that any conversations were just unfounded. And so next hour, we'll dive a little bit deeper you know, into to Mike Tomlin. Uh, Mike DeFabor of The Athletic is going to join us at 820 to talk about what's going on with the Steelers. I think outside of Mike Tomlin, the most important thing that they need to figure out is a quarterback. Good luck with that one because that is what half the damn NFL is looking for. You know, forget half, probably three-quarters of the NFL, if they could, outside of whatever deal they have their, their quarterback signed to, they probably want a new one. They probably want to bring somebody else in. And so it's not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. How about right here in my neck of the woods with the Atlanta Falcons? How about they just need a quarterback for the life of me? And sometimes the things people say make me scratch my head. I go, really? You believe in this dude? Desmond Ritter. There were people who were high on him before the season started. All you got to do is control the ball. All you, the man was up and down. Every week, every day, I watched the game. If I watched it at home, it was just they showed Desmond Ritter on a roller coaster. He goes up, he goes down. He throws no turnovers or throws no interceptions. The next week, he's throwing two and three. They put Taylor Heineke out there. Arthur Smith who's the son of a founding father, founding father, his father is a founder of FedEx. This guy don't got to work a day in his life. This man went 7-10 and 10 for three consecutive years. And Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, the man, one of the founders of Home Depot. Hey, Ryan Hickey, what, did you, have you found that anything recently? Do I need to ask you for money? No, no, no I got nothing to offer, unfortunately. Okay, all right. I was hoping. I mean, it seems so common. Founder of FedEx, founder of Home Depot. I was hoping that maybe you had founded something, but maybe, maybe down the line. You never know. We'll put our brains together. We'll come up with the next big thing, and we'll kick our feet back in a few years. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Founder of FedEx. Anyway, all these founders got together, and one billionaire fired another billionaire's son, and now the Falcons don't have a head coach. They got nobody. They don't have a head coach. They don't have a quarterback. And if you sat down and you listened to the Atlanta Falcons press conference, it was rather peculiar because their general manager and Terry Fontenot, he wasn't he wasn't present at the press conference. It was Arthur Blank and the president, Rich McKay, because what we did learn is, is that Arthur Smith didn't report to the general manager they both reported to the president and you made you made you want to scratch your head to go well what's the point of the gm like where's the accountability for the head coach to anybody if he's just answering questions to the president and the football guy is the guy he's picking a talent it's just too much i don't know if that's the right system of checks and balances to have in the nfl arthur blank wants 
to win. Arthur Blank wants to win a Super Bowl. Arthur Blank, unfortunately, my apologies to all my uh, Falcons friends here in Atlanta, Georgia. If we go back to 2017, Arthur Blank could have won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady might have had, you know, one less, but we don't live in a world of coulda, woulda, shouldas. The New England Patriots came back to beat the Falcons 34 to 28 after the Falcons had, everybody knows, a 28 to 3 lead. What a way to go. And so, what do you do when you almost won a Super Bowl and you turn the page? What do you do when your first replacement from Dan Quinn doesn't work out and now you need to find another coach? Atlanta Falcons got talent, man, they do. Seems to me that they got everything except for a quarterback. Big, young, talented wide receivers. You got Drake London. You got Kyle Pitts at tight end. I don't think Kyle Pitts, since he got to the Falcons, has more than uh, maybe five or so touchdowns. The guy's like an eight-foot-tall tight end. He's like a basketball player out there. They can't even get him the ball. They draft a running back in Bijan Robinson. Give him the ball to run. Cordaro Patterson is a Swiss Army knife. Why does this offense stink? The defense is pockmarked with future young stars, a local in A.J. Terrell. You had a veteran this past season in Calais Campbell. Unfortunately, Grady Jarrett went down. He should be back next year. Jesse Bates playing like an all-pro. Every level of offense and defense is pockmarked with talent. They have one of the best kickers in the game. Young Way Koo. They got everything except for QB. The Falcons can't get out of their own damn way. People in this town have waxed poetic about somebody who's, we know he ain't playing no more. It's, it's Michael Vick. A lot of Falcons fans didn't appreciate Matt Ryan when he was here. Well, he didn't move like Michael Vick or Matt Ryan too old. Well, you would have loved to have had Matt Ryan this past season, right? Maybe he still would have been too old, but he would have been better than the crap you got with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. Trash. Oh, we need to get rid of Matt Ryan. Well, you got rid of him, and now what? You don't know what you got till it's gone. And so how do you plug one of these spots? Well, Ryan Hickey shared the news with us like a minute before we went off air yesterday. And that's because the news went public a minute before I went off the air. So much so I had to put up a video after I got off air. And it's the fact that the Atlanta Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick, the same man who helped. Yes, helped. He didn't play. He was a coach. The same man who helped the New England Patriots orchestrate the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history against the Atlanta Falcons sat down with Arthur Blank. And I'm sure at some point that was a maybe a little bit of a joke. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Arthur Blank and Bill Belichick run into each other and I don't know, owners meetings or what have you. General managers. I don't know. Wouldn't that be ironic if Bill Belichick became head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? I could tell you this much. There's a lot of people here in Atlanta that don't want him 
for a variety of reasons. His age. You're bringing in Bill Belichick. Where is the continuity? How many years are you expecting to have him? Are you you giving Bill Belichick a three-year deal, a two-year deal, a four-year deal? Is there an expectation he coaches for 10? No, hell no. What type of power would Bill Belichick have here in Atlanta with the Falcons? I mean, you already got a funky power dynamic and structure. Terry Fontenot, the GM, answers to the president, Rich McKay. Rich McKay goes to the owner. Rich McKay snitches as to what goes on. So you plug in Bill Belichick, and then what? Is Terry Fontenot, the GM, now work for Bill Belichick? Is Bill Belichick going to work in tandem with Terry Fontenot? Is Bill Belichick just going to be the coach? There's certain people here that, that don't want Bill Belichick because... He would be insufferable. You want to talk about Southern hospitality? Please tell me where Bill Belichick fits in culturally when you want to think about hospitality. I don't think the press conferences and showing up, yeah, it might work in the Northeast where, I don't know, you get on a subway and you punch somebody else in the face. I don't know if people are going to appreciate that here. Hey, Bill Belichick, well, why did you do that? Yeah, that will wear off quick here. People will tell him to send his ass back to the Northeast. Bill Belichick, the football coach, I got no problem with. I think he would have success with the Atlanta Falcons. I do. I think he would. But everything else that comes with Bill Belichick, or the uncertainty surrounding his role as a GM, how the Falcons move on, how long he sticks around. Those are the question marks. But let me find you the biggest one. Who the hell is throwing the ball? The Atlanta Falcons draft, their selection is number eight in the NFL draft, which will take place in Detroit. Unless the Falcons trade for somebody like a la Justin Fields or they can draft someone to feel comfortable with, I think everybody is wasting their time. I don't think it's good enough just to have Belichick in unless you obviously have some real realistic options as to who's going to throw the ball. You know, I don't have to worry about clock management and, and usage, but Come on, is is Bill Belichick? Who's going to run the offense? Is the offense going to be stuck in the Stone Age? Are they going to be airing it out or running the ball? Who's the quarterback? That's going to decide a lot. If Bill Belichick were just going to show up and coach, great. Yeah, tell me who the OC is and tell me the QB, and I'd be straight. In the NFL right now, you got head coaches like the dude who replaced Bill Belichick. Belichick loves him, Gerard Mayo. He's 37 years old. You got guys like McVay, same age. You got the Kevin O'Connells, basically the same age. You got coaches right now. The age is about 40 years old. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with having an older head coach You want to hire a dude where 
yeah, one day he just just may say, I don't want to do this no more. And yeah, what else is Bill Belichick going to do? He's a football lifer. This is all he knows. He's closer to the end than he is to the beginning. And for the Falcons, for a team that just needs a quarterback and someone smart enough to organize the team, I think you can get somebody younger, somebody who will can't who will and can relate to the players better. Somebody who can actually address the media. What is Belichick going to come here and he's going to be a warm and cuddly? Nah. Falcons don't need all of that. They need a QB, somebody to run the offense and somebody to run the team. And I'm sure there's an offensive coordinator who everybody has never heard of that can do a damn good job. Arthur Smith, why they hired him? Why, because he was a miracle worker with, with Tennessee? Hit Derrick Henry, run the ball. It took a genius to figure that out, didn't it? Hey, Ryan Tannehill, run, run, run the play action off of a Derrick. Oh, it took a genius to figure that one out, right? Oh, yeah, if you don't give the ball to down to AJ. It's simple. Certain things I don't understand. What do I know? I'm just a dude who watches like you. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. If Bill Belichick is to be the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, at least on the way out the door, Robert Kraft just said, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for Bill Belichick. This is what Robert Kraft said. It'll be difficult to see him in a cutoff hoodie on the sideline, but I will always continue to wish him continued success, except when he's playing our beloved Patriots. <laughs> yeah, well. The Falcons played the Patriots in, in one important game, I remember. It ain't work out for the Falcons. Maybe uh, Bill Belichick can flip the script. It says that there's a mutual interest between both sides to get a deal done. Man, what a circus that would be here. I wouldn't be in favor of it, but it'll be a circus. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's 855-212-4CBS. Do you think Belichick would be a fit with the Falcons? That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls, and then we'll talk about a head coach as of right now. Still has his job. Yeah, it's Mike McCarthy. Don't move. CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4CBS. Right before we went to break, we talked about Bill Belichick. Yesterday, he had a meeting with. The Atlanta Falcons here in Atlanta. There are a lot of people not happy. Me, I'm not in the, the, the boat of not being happy. 
I just think that there are, there are, I don't want to say just as important issues. Well, yeah, there is. Quarterback is just as important for the Atlanta Falcons. And that's not to say that you get Belichick. Everybody knows they need a quarterback. But who are you going to have? You know, I can look at other teams. I can think about, I don't know, just the Los Angeles Chargers. They certainly have themselves a quarterback. They also are a very talented team. But there's so many other additional factors. We don't all know the politics. We have no idea, you know, how Belichick feels about the Spanos family. Obviously, he feels comfortable enough with Arthur Blank. We know that Josh Harris got his hands on the commanders. We don't know what that might look like. So I know for Atlanta, they don't need Bill Belichick. It's not a necessity. He is not the guy to just take them over the hump. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Mark. Mark, I believe, is calling from Nova Scotia. Hey, Mark, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, dear. Thanks for taking my call. I agree 100% that uh, I don't believe he'd be a good fit in Atlanta, and that's why I think he should come back to the state where he grew up and uh, coach Caleb Williams or Drake May. I think it'll be a perfect fit. Why? Why not? No, that's that's a, a that's a crap answer. Why? Come on, help you me. You got an owner. Well, first of all, full bias. I'm a Commanders fan, so I got to hold Why? on to some kind of hope, right? So okay. I'm trying to talk myself into it as well. But I mean, you know, this this uh, he's you know he, he's able to get the most talent out of talented quarterbacks. He's proven in the past. Clearly, this is an organization that under Josh Harris now seems to be taking itself seriously. He was part of building, uh, obviously, that dynasty there um, with Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Man, that's that's easy. Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark, thank you for calling from Nova Scotia. Thank you. That's that's easy to say. Bill Belichick needs to come through and coach the commanders because he helped build a dynasty in New England. Come on. So what is your expectation that he comes through and builds, I don't know, one quarter of that dynasty in, in, in D.C.? You got a time machine for Tom Brady? I don't know. We, we bringing in Randy Moss. We bringing in Rob Gronkowski. Like, come on. I'm not taking anything away from Terry McLaurin. But this team ain't, they, they just starting. Come on. They just traded away Montez Sweat. A lot of that has to deal with salary cap, but let's be real. They are, they are resetting. And I've heard this, and I didn't know why, but I'm like, why? why? Just because Josh Harris got money? You getting a 10-year commitment out of Bill Belichick? Do you want Bill Belichick when he's 82, 83? <laughs> no. Belichick needs to go somewhere where it's just action, lights, camera, action, ready to go. It would make more sense for him to go to the other NFC East team. It'd make more sense for him to go to the Dallas Cowboys than the Commanders. Just taking a rookie quarterback that you don't know exactly what you're going to get? That's the other element. I didn't even touch on that. There were so many other elements that just made no sense. Bill Belichick showing up to be a babysitter. He just had to look Mac Jones in the face for the past two seasons. Like, come on. Think he wants more of that? And he sat him down, and he's like, I got to look at Bailey Zappi in the face. You want more of that?
I'm pretty sure that Bill Belichick would like to walk Mac Jones back across that stage and send him to Alabama. 855-212-4CBS. Now you don't got to worry about it because he's gone. Hey, let's go to Hawaii. Let's talk to James. Hey, James, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hello. Hello, JR. How are you doing? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm great. It's uh, 89 degrees and just enjoying the sun right now. Beautiful. It's like, I don't know, 17 degrees here in Atlanta. It doesn't bother me. So great. We're both feeling awesome. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to touch base real quick on, on the Eagles, and uh, I really don't think they should get rid of their coach. I think continuity hasn't even set in yet, and he, they need to establish some kind of framework and foundation of who they want to be. But I also think they need to involve some sports psychology here because Jalen Hurts' body language was pretty much of like an eighth grader. As soon as, the, as soon as he went that first three and out, he was walking to, back to the sidelines, shaking his head, not communicating with his teammates. Not once did I see him go to the offensive line, say, that's okay, let's go get the next one. And he doesn't have to be rah-rah, but it's like he just emotionally shut down. And, you know, you can't just be uh, commutative and, and interested in what's going on when you're winning. you gotta, you got to buy in uh, the whole time. It's, an, it's, it's attitude and effort above ability, and he really didn't have any of that going yesterday. Well, I, I'd be interested to see, you know, what, what takes place after this. And thank you, James, for calling from Hawaii. Because I think on an upward trajectory that Jalen Hurts is just, you know, I'm not in the locker room, but I haven't heard anything. And I could certainly tell by, by his behavior and his demeanor that, that he's, he's a stand-up dude, that he is someone who's, who's been very clear in moving forward. He's been someone who's been very clear. And, and when you fall down, get back up. I will never forget, you know, losing in the Super Bowl, how he conducted himself how he spoke, how he talked about bouncing back. And yet it's another thing to lose in the Super Bowl, and now you got this $50 million contract. You know, maybe he's changed. I'm not going to put him in that time-to-grow-up bucket yet. You know, I haven't seen the, you know, show up or, or ship up or ship. I haven't seen that yet. You know, you know who I've seen, you know, whine and cry after a game? Like Cam Newton. He did the complete opposite on the biggest stage and just pouted, didn't want to talk to anybody, I'm a sore loser, what have you. That's what we got out of Cam Newton. Okay? We didn't get that from this dude. And so we have seen great quarterbacks. You know, how many times did you see Tom Brady throwing a tablet? I'm not going to look at a guy and go, oh, man, he walked to the sidelines and he didn't rah 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 sis boom by anybody so now he needs to evolve as a leader and he now he looks like an eighth grader if if jalen hurts walked from the huddle walked from the field to the bench and didn't sis boom by rah 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 anybody if that's looking like an eighth grader what the hell did tom brady look like every time he threw a tablet and cussed at somebody did he look like a madman did he look like a maniac Come on now. We, we got to have some type of, of balance and levity here. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS is the number. That's 855-212-4CBS. We will take a break. And on the other side, speaking of a, of a maniac, Jerry Jones hasn't gotten rid of Mike McCarthy yet? Jim Harbaugh is... He's going to be sticking around with Michigan, or is he still trying to go into the NFL? And, and then he met, he had an interview already. We're going to talk about 
all the madness from the madmen, Jerry Jones and Jim Harbaugh. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4CBS is the number. That's 855 212 4CBS. Right before we went to break, we've talked about the New England Patriots. We talked about Bill Belichick. We talked about the Atlanta Falcons. And, well, Patriots got their coach, right? They got him. Gerard Mayo. The Atlanta Falcons, we found out yesterday evening that they had an interview with Bill Belichick. Oh. I told you that not everybody here in Atlanta is a fan of Belichick. And it doesn't so much have to do with, uh, you know, the ass whooping. I know some people it is, the 28-3 comeback in the Super Bowl, sorry. But then that also, you know, thinking of it, you got to bring in a dude. It's it's almost like embarrassing. And, yeah, how how are you going to be embarrassed if you can go ahead and find success with the guy? But it shows that you're... I don't want to say inferior, but that you're mediocre. Like, what leg you got to stand on? You got to go get the team. The team that whooped your ass don't even want the guy anymore, and you got to bring him in? It's like finding a, a love seat on the side of the road and go, hey, well, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I get it. Bill Belichick is a whole lot more valuable than a, a love seat on the side of a road. He ran out as welcome. I don't know if Atlanta has everything that he would need. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I did tell you that we have, uh, I guess, a little bit more clarity from some other, about some other head coaches, I think. There is no update when it comes down to Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I am going to predict by the time we pull up to tomorrow, that won't be the case. Dallas Cowboys, from a management ownership perspective, we have not heard from Jerry Jones. We have not heard from either of his children. We haven't heard anything since that L on Sunday at the hand of the Green Bay Packers. The last thing we heard from Jerry Jones, which is unusual, he didn't do his radio show this week on the fan in Dallas. His sons haven't done their media appearances at all. Nobody has said anything. And last we heard is that Mike McCarthy is supposed to have his press conference with the media tomorrow. I don't think that will happen. This is what we heard from Jerry Jones last. He said, I got no answers. This is from Sunday. I don't have any thoughts about the reasons why or anything to do with the coaching, anything to do about the players. I want to give uh, Green Bay a lot of uh, uh, compliments and uh, credit. When will you sit down with Mike and kind of talk about everything? I haven't thought about that. Okay. He hasn't thought about nothing. Well, let's see. Today is Tuesday, so he's had all of Sunday night to stew. He had all day Monday from early Monday because he didn't do his radio hit. Today is Tuesday. He's had all day today. He will have all day tonight. Ryan, is 
Is Mike McCarthy going tomorrow? It may not be tomorrow, but I would agree with you that before hmm, before the end of the week, I'll say. Because oh, right so, when Jason Garris yeah. fired during a playoff game, right? Almost like a week after the season? Yeah, it took, for, it took forever for him to fire him. Yeah, it's like, does he have naked photos of him or what? <laughs> like, what is he thinking about? We were, everybody was waiting for that for like a week. I think Jerry's going to wait till, I mean, maybe even the weekend, try to overtake a playoff game uh, to make the announcement. But we'll get it before Monday show. That's Monday. Before Monday. Okay. All right. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Cincinnati. We got Lee. Lee, you're on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. What's going on with you, man? Not a whole lot, JR. Thanks for taking my call, but I wanted to ask you something. Um, well, I'm pretty familiar with Cincinnati, and you seem to be um, very um, invested in Atlanta. But, you know, Joe Burrow is going to be coming back to Cincinnati next year. That's obvious. He's going to retake. And so Jake Browning's shown that he's a – that he's he's a capable, very capable NFL quarterback. So let's say Atlanta was to make a move and get Jake Browning in there. Do you think that that number one? Do you think that would be a piece that they would need that that would help him? And number two, if that was the case, who should Atlanta get to try to coach him? Who would be able to be successful with Atlanta then? Well, coach, you're 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 in Cincinnati, and I know that the Falcons already interviewed Brian Callahan, their offensive coordinator for the job. And then also somebody like Steve Wilkes from the 49ers who holds things down for their defense. So, you know, there's always the coordinators that that we've heard of. And then there's these hotshot dudes out of nowhere. They might be better served. Do I think they need a defensive guy in Steve Wilkes? No, I, I don't think so. I think they need someone who understands the offensive side of the ball because I think that's where the league is moving or where it has moved. And when it comes to Browning, nah, man. Could he come here and have success? Maybe. I'm not going to throw out the possibility. I'm not going to evoke feelings of, uh, you know, satisfaction. I think the Atlanta Falcons would be best served with someone who has a little bit more experience, someone who's a little bit more athletic, and someone who's more dynamic. In all honesty, I think Justin Fields would be a decent fit here if he could improve somewhat, just a little bit, as a quarterback. Because the Atlanta Falcons, their offense is ridiculously dynamic. They just don't have anybody to deliver the ball. And so it wouldn't just be Justin Fields trying to figure out, you know, how he can get the ball to DJ Moore. It would be, oh, my God, Justin Fields has the ball. He's a threat. Bijan Robinson is a threat. Drake London is a threat. Kyle, it's like walking into the room going, you don't know where the hits are going to come. And so to think about Browning, you know, if, if I've missed something and I ain't sat down and watched every one of them games, but I've watched him and gone, oh, he's pretty good. Uh, unless he got a set of wheels on him or he's going to be a little bit more athletic, I, I don't think he's a fit. No, I understand what you're saying. But with Justin Fields, what you're saying also, though, is he'd have the same kind of weaponry that he had at the collegiate level when he was with Ohio. He would be, he would definitely have everything that he would need I think to help up his game so he wouldn't have to be a one-man like he's in Chicago I never thought about that but um, do you think that the, what Atlanta needs in is an up-and-comer somebody young somebody new somebody who's got a, a fresh I don't think they need yes I, I don't I don't know if the word need here this is what the Falcons need in a head coach 
And they don't just grow on trees. And we've seen these type of dudes pop up over the past several years. And thank you, Lee, for calling from Cincinnati. Look, most most coaches are going to go through some adversity. Mike McDaniel has had success now with Tua Tonga-Valoa. They've been uh, connected at the hip now that Tua has been healthy. healthy. We've seen the growth of Tua Tonga-Valoa. And then we've also seen people criticize him. In the span of two, three months, Tua has gone from MVP candidate to standing around at press conferences trying to show everybody, hey, listen, I could play without Tyreek Hill. Mike McDaniel is at the end of season press conference saying, yeah, we need to to recalibrate and and figure out how to get better. Like this is this is what happens. But we do have the Mike McDaniels, the Sean McVeighs of the world, the Stefanskis, the relatively new young head coaches that have recently been coordinators, particularly when it comes down to the offense and they have success. And so what do I think the Falcons need? Someone who can organize the offense. I have no idea what Arthur Smith was thinking. None. It was sometimes just trying to be too damn cute. Why did you draft B. John Robinson? Who wanted to draft B. John Robinson? Did Terry Fontenot want him? Did you want him? And this is what we don't know because of their, their weird and interesting power structure. All I know is the Falcons had a crap ton of weapons. They got a giant tight end who's built like a basketball player, moves like a gazelle in the middle of the field. They can't even get him the ball. They don't run the ball. They don't give it to their running back. They don't give the ball to the giant tight end. They don't necessarily throw it out to the, 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 the wide receiver who's built like a tank in Drake London. I don't know what they're doing. That's what makes it so hard to stomach because they have talent. And who do they need? What do they need? Somebody to organize it. What is Bill Belichick going to do? Just say, hey, we're just going to run the ball, and you know, every now and then we'll throw it. It's too predictable. And I get it. Arthur Smith had to be conservative because Ritter sucked. Well, who wanted him? Arthur Blank? I don't know. This is bad, man. Not every quarterback coming out of college is, is going to translate. It's just this was an ugly watch. For the Falcons this year, it really was. 855-212-4CBS. I told you, everybody goes through their ups and downs. How about this dude? Let's look at the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback and Dak Prescott. This is another guy who was looked upon as one of the, the best and MVP candidates throughout the season. What are people looking at Dak at like now? What, what are they saying? Here he is with another losing record. Here he is. He's 2-5. and five. Here he is. Dak sucks. Dak sucks so bad that he said he sucked. And then he actually said, look, if Mike McCarthy's going to be getting blamed, then throw me in the, the blame bus as well. This is what he said. Yeah, he's been amazing. Um, I, I don't know how that can be, but I understand the business. Uh, in, in that case, it should be about me as well, honestly. I mean, that, that guy, I've had the season that I've had because of him. Add me to the list in that case. Yeah, just, just everybody. Why not? What a nice quarterback thing to say, right? If my head coach is going to get the boot, then I, I, well, I shouldn't get the boot. Look, Dak Prescott, he's not getting that gigantic contract extension. Jerry Jones ain't getting rid of him. They will be evaluations into the future as to what they should do with him. Jerry Jones isn't getting rid of him.
Dak Prescott will be the quarterback next season. Dak Prescott is not going anywhere. Uh, I would not concern myself with that. And let me get this in here real fast as well. We learned yesterday that Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, well, he had an interview with the Chargers yesterday, and people are starting to talk about whether or not he's using the NFL to try to get more money out of Michigan. And then we learn that Harbaugh, he has certain conditions that he needs met in Michigan. So if the team or he's punished that he doesn't lose money, well, Adam Schefter, he was on Dan Patrick's show, and he says, man, Jim Harbaugh isn't using the NFL. Listen to this. Does yeah. he want the NFL for leverage, or does he want to go no. back to no? no that has no. nothing to do. No. With it. So if he's offered a job, if he's offered the Chargers job, what's Jim Harbaugh do? It's not that simple because you're saying to me if he's offered the Chargers job, I say to you, okay, I'm offered the Chargers job. Is the front office going to be set up the way I want? Is the coaching staff? going to be set up the way I want? Are you going to implement a nutrition system? Are you going to put in the infrastructure that I want and need that you always haven't been willing to do? So the Chargers could say, yes, Jim, we offer you the job. Well, that's great. What about everything else that comes along with it? Because before I commit to making a jump to the NFL, I want everything to know that everything is in place that I need to succeed at the next level the way that I've succeeded Everywhere during my coaching career. Oh, okay. The man is going to take the money. He's going to take wherever he can get the money the longest. And he's going to take the power. I think we all know that much from uh, Jim Harbaugh. As simple as that. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back. I'm going to get some more of your calls, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to talk about Mike Tomlin. Mike DeFabo from The Athletic is going to join us, try to give us an update on what the hell is going on in Pittsburgh. We have so much more to do. Draymond Green came back yesterday. Baker Mayfield is showing life again in Tampa Bay. That's just so much going on. I can't keep up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. I'll be back on the other side. Here on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 